Welcome in, everybody, to the Sports Culture Podcast Fantasy Football Edition. Yep, that is right. It is our first episode in the fantasy football category. Ever since we started this podcast, I had the intention of starting a fantasy football branch, but I wanted to wait until after the draft. So here we are now with our first episode. Um, it's just going to be me, Seth, here for now, um, maybe at some point. I'll get another um, co-host in with me, but for right now, it's just going to be me. Um, we got we got a big episode here. We'll be talking about winners and losers from the NFL draft, as in established players. Um, and we also have best and worst landing spots of the rookies from the draft. So let's get right into the winners here. Um, at number one, James Conner. Cardinals did not draft a running back until the sixth round in Keontae Ingram out of USC. Looks like just a depth um, piece there. I don't see any reason to worry with him. I was worried that they were going to go a day two running back like Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker or Rashad White. Or I was, I'm a big Tyler Beatty fan. I think he should have gone way earlier than he did, so if they would have went Tyler Beatty day two, like I think he should have been a, a day two pick, then I would have been worried for James Conner then, but James Conner, the clear lead back in the Arizona um, backfield, he's going to be in an insane snap percentage, so I'm going all in on James Conner this year. Uh, number two winner, Darnell Mooney. The Bears neglected wide receiver for a big portion of the draft. They didn't go wide receiver until the sixth round, I believe. Uh, let me look that up here real quick. I know they wanted wide receiver at some point, but it wasn't until later in the draft, and it's definitely not a reason to worry about Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney's going to get an insane... Oh, okay. It was round three. That's my bad. Round three. Dwayne Felix Jones Jr. But, I mean, he's not that much of a worry for Darnell Mooney. He's going to slide into the wide receiver two role, and Darnell Mooney is still going to get an insane target share. Um, I'm going all in on Darnell Mooney as well in drafts this year. Um, number three winner, Zach Wilson. I'm a big Zach Wilson fan, and he just got some great weapons for the future. Garrett Wilson at pick 10. Brees Hall in the second round. Jets traded up for Brees Hall. I'm, I'm loving the Jets' offense this year. Zach Wilson, this is going to help Zach Wilson fantasy a lot. He's got Garrett Wilson to throw through. He's got Elijah Moore to throw to. He's got Corey Davis to throw to. He got CJ Uzama. 
and now he has Brees Hall and Michael Carter in the backfield. That's a really good offense. The offensive line is solid too. I'm really excited for what Zach Wilson can do in real life and in fantasy this year. So that's that's a sleeper pick this year. If you want to kind of punt the quarterback position and go Zach Wilson late, I'm all in for that. Um, Aaron Rodgers is another winner, in my opinion. I was kind of scared after the first round that the Packers were just going to be stubborn and completely ignore the wide receiver position because there was a report from their front office that after the first round, they said they don't think they have to go wide receiver day two at all. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. We can't have Alan Lazard at the Aaron Rodgers wide receiver one. That's bad for fantasy and in real life for Aaron Rodgers. But they want Christian Watson who I am a huge fan of. I love Christian Watson. He's going to be a great wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. So he is a winner in this because his fantasy outlook from before the draft to after the draft is a lot better with Christian Watson as his new wide receiver one. So Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is a big winner here. And I did slide Carson once into the winner category. I still don't think he's going to be great for fantasy. He's going to be probably a high-end quarterback, too. But his, his fantasy outlook is more improved as it, the Commanders did get a new weapon in Jahan Dawson in the first round. As a Commanders fan, I wasn't thrilled about the pick, but Jahan Dawson is a great wide receiver. He's going to be a great wide receiver, too, for Carson once. I love how they the Commanders are just embracing Carson once and filling up his weapons for him. So that's definitely a win for Carson Wentz in fantasy and in real life. Let's move on to the losers here. Number one, Michael Carter. Michael Carter was a fan favorite last year. He looked like he was in for a pretty good fantasy season. I mean, I thought the Jets were going to draft running back at some point. I wasn't sure about the second round. But... Yeah, just went Brees Hall in the second round. They traded up for Brees Hall. So they really, really wanted to upgrade their running back room. Um, so I think Michael Carter is still going to get a decent amount of snaps. I think it's going to be Brees Hall on early downs and Michael Carter on third downs. So he's still going to have fantasy value, but he probably won't even be a running back two. He'll probably be a solid running back three. But he's a big loser for fantasy because I think he would have been a running back two. Um, this year and I was a big fan of him in Dynasty um, I had him as my Dynasty running back 18 I think and then now the Jets have drafted Brees Hall so yeah Michael Carter is kind of tossed to the side a little bit in fantasy so he's a big loser um, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson I put them together the Seahawks won Kenneth Walker obviously in the second round I was surprised by this pick. I actually thought this was going to happen. I thought they were going to take a running back day two. Rashad Penny, as fun as he was to see in the fantasy playoffs last year, um, he was the number one fan, uh, running back in the fantasy playoffs. He's not the future of this running back room. He's not a every down workhorse back. He's not an elite running back. And I don't think he has the potential to be. He's going to be a good second fiddle to Kenneth Walker, but Kenneth Walker is going to be the clear lead back in this running back room. And Chris Carson, 
he had no value for me anyways, but I threw him in here with a shot of Penny. Chris Carson might never play football again. That's just the truth. His neck injuries, all these injuries are piling up, and the Seahawks just can't value Chris Carson anymore. They had to add a running back, and I don't think they were comfortable with Rashad Penny as a starter. So taking Kenneth Walker day two was a good pick for them, and Rashad Penny and Chris Carson just big losers because of it. Number three here, Justin Fields. Um, I talked about how the Bears neglected wide receiver kind of until the third round. They didn't take a eye-opening wide receiver either. Uh, so Justin Fields is a loser because his weapons are not really much improved at all. And it's not like the Bears signed anybody, but Byron Pringle, who got arrested. So I don't even know if he's going to play this season. So his weapons are very thin this season. Bears are not doing a very good job helping him out. Um, I, I understand they're going full rebuild mode, but you got to give your young quarterback weapons because he might be a failed project because of the Bears' neglect of giving him weapons. So hopefully he can become a superstar and just not need these crazy, these crazy good weapons. But, I mean, the Bears aren't giving him anything, so he's a loser for fantasy and in real life. Uh, number four. Chase Claypool. The Steelers went George Pickens and Calvin Austin in the second and fourth round. These were two players I really like. George Pickens is an amazing wide receiver. He has really bad off-the-field issues. Um, so that's why he fell to the second round. But the Steelers saw him, took the chance, grabbed him. Um, he looks like the Chase Claypool replacement, if anything. So I'm thinking Chase Claypool is not going to get re-signed once his rookie deal is done, and I'm not even sure. I mean, he's going to probably be the third option in the Steelers' offense, but Calvin Austin is probably going to be in the slot. So it's probably going to be George Pickens and Chase Claypool rotating in that wide receiver two role this season. And then George Pickens might take him over, and Chase Claypool might just be riding the bench next year. So this is a clear loser for Chase uh I'm sorry, Chase Claypool was a clear loser because of this draft um, for redraft and Dynasty. I'm steering clear of him in both those um, fantasy options. Uh, Leonard Fournette is another loser. Not for this year. For redraft, he's probably fine. But for Dynasty, he's a huge loser. The Bucks drafted Rashad White in the third round. I don't think Rashad White is going to get a whole lot of snaps this year. He's probably going to get, you know, he's going to be the second fiddle Leonard Fournette this year. But starting next year, I think Rashad White is going to take over that Buccaneers backfield, and Leonard Fournette is going to take the backseat and be the second fiddle to Rashad White. So Leonard Fournette is a big loser. Not as much for redraft, but huge loser for Dynasty. And I did want to throw Devin Singletary into here. Um, he's going to get... A decent amount of snaps, I think, but drafting James Cook in the second round showed that the Bucks are nowhere near comfortable having Devin Singletary be the lead back. And honestly, I'm thinking it's going to be a 50-50 split between James Cook and Devin Singletary. So, I mean, James Cook is, isn't a loser, but, you know, Devin Singletary is a clear loser because 
at the end of the season, he was looking like he might be the future lead back for this Bills backfield because he was looking really good. But the Bills obviously did not think that. So that's the winners and losers. And now I'm going to move on into the best and worst landing spots for um, the rookies from the NFL draft. Going into the best. Number one, Christian Watson. I mean, I was telling you earlier about how much I love Christian Watson as a player. He's a top five wide receiver in this class, in my opinion. Coming out of a small school, um, North Dakota State, obviously an FCS school where Trey Lance was from. But he's, he's he was an amazing prospect. People were worried about his production, but the production was not a concern, in my opinion. If you turn on the film, you see how special he is. I mean, Christian Watson is 6'5", 207 pounds, 4'3", 40-yard dash speed. So he obviously has good size and amazing speed. Um, his talent after the catch is amazing. His great vision, great acceleration, great breakaway speed on top of that 6'5 frame. He uh, is simply amazing in open space. His route running is crisp. His ability to change direction and move with his hips, free the DB, it's all very noticeable. Um, so, And now he's going in as a clear wide receiver one for Green Bay, in my opinion. On top of that, he has a top three quarterback in the league. One of the best quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. So he's going to be a stud fantasy. I think he can slide in and be a top 20 fantasy wide receiver. I think he can be a surprise there. So uh, I'm all in on Christian Watson to redraft and Dynasty. I'm way higher in Dynasty than a lot of people are on him. Um, Traylon Burks is another huge winner of this draft. Titans obviously traded A.J. Brown away to the Eagles for pick 18, and then it took Traylon Burks for pick 18. You know what that tells me? Traylon Burks is the A.J. Brown replacement. Traylon Burks is going to get the A.J. Brown role in the Titans offense. And Traylon Burks plays a lot like A.J. Brown. You could say his comp coming into the draft as a prospect was A.J. Brown. So this is a huge win for, for Traylon Burks. He's going to he's gonna be a stud. Um, in redraft, he's going to be a stud. In dynasty, he's going to be amazing. Um, in dynasty drafts, I would take him as soon as pick 1.02. 1, I'd take him the second overall in dynasty rookie drafts. Um... Yeah, I would, I'll go over my top three um, for rookie drafts right now, honestly. I would go Brees Hall number one overall, Traylon Burks number two overall, and I'd go Christian Watson number three overall. That's how much I love Christian Watson. But yeah, Traylon Burks is coming into a very, very likable scenario for him. So he's a huge winner. Kenneth Walker, number three for best landing spots for me. Um, he's going into a Seahawks offense who Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. And I think he's a clear lead back here. <clears throat> Rashad Penny is going to be the second fiddle to him. So, yeah, he's he's coming in. He's going to be the lead back right away. So he's going to be probably a running back two this year. So he's good for redraft, and he's good for dynasty. So he's a big winner here. And my fourth um, guy for best landing spots is David Bell. He was 
projected to be a possible second round pick. He sells to the Browns in what round did he go in? Um so he was he was the top of the fourth round. No, I'm sorry. He was the third round selection. Um so he had the third round selection from the Browns. He was considered a top ten wide receiver in this class. And he looks like he's gonna be the wide receiver two for the Browns as soon as this year. And Sean Watson is obviously a quarterback. Um you got Amari Cooper as the wide receiver one, but after that it's pretty dried up when it comes to wide receivers in the Browns offense. So I think David Bell is going to be the wide receiver too. And I'm a fan of David Bell. So um, I think that's great for him, not only in redraft, but in dynasty. So great landing spot for David Bell. Now let's go into the worst landing spots for the rookies. Number one, I have George Pickens. For dynasty, I'm higher than him in redraft. For a redraft, I don't think he's going to be good for fantasy because I think he's going to be rotating with Chase Claypool in that wide receiver two spot. So I'm staying away from George Pickens in redraft, but I would take a shot at him in dynasty rookie draft because I think Chase Claypool is, as soon as next year, George Pickens is just going to take that rollover and Chase Claypool is going to take the back seat to George Pickens. So I think George Pickens is going to be good for fantasy. If not starting next year, as soon as Chase Claypool's rookie contract is over. So I think George Pickens is a good dynasty asset. I just don't think he's good for redraft. So that's why I put him as a bad landing spot here. Um, so redraft, I'm steering clear. But dynasty, if you want to take a shot at him in rookie draft, I'm all for that. Probably in the early second is when I take him, maybe late first, just because of his talent. And because in a year or two, he might be a star. But just for this year, I'm steering clear of him. Um, number two, Drake London. I was surprised when the Falcons took him eight. I really thought it was going to be Garrett Wilson or Jameson Williams at eight. But it was Drake London. I'm not a huge Drake London fan to begin with. And uh, the Falcons are obviously probably the worst talented team in the league. Um, they drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round, but I don't know if he's going to start right away. I mean, Desmond Ritter is all right, but uh, it's obviously not great. We'll see. We'll see what he can turn into, but I think day one, the starting quarterback is going to be Marcus Mariota, which is still not great at all. So, and I think defense is going to be focused so much on Kyle Pitts and Drake London because who else do the Falcons have? I mean, <laughs> they have nobody after them. So I think this is a bad landing spot for him right now. Um, I don't think he's going to be good for fantasy this year. He might turn into something after this year. So if you want to go in for him in Dynasty Rookie Draft. If you want to take a stab at him in Dynasty, I'm all I'm all for that. He's a He was a good prospect coming in, and uh, he might be something special after this year, but for Redraft, I'm steering clear of him. I do not want him on my team as a Redraft. But again, in Dynasty, I'm fine with him. Uh, Jameson Williams. Another example of bad for Redraft, good for Dynasty, and I'm a way bigger fan of Jameson Williams in Dynasty than I am Drake London. Um, this year, I'm not a huge fan of him because Jared Goff is their quarterback. Um, they have weapons already. Um, so your weapons are going to be TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jameson Williams. That's four really good receiving options there. DeAndre Swift is obviously a running back, but he's a very good receiving back, and he 
one of the most targeted running backs in the league. So James Williams is not a good fit for redraft, but for dynasty, I'm all in on James Williams. He was my wide receiver too in this draft class. So I think he can, once they move on from Jared Goff, I think he's going to be a special asset in fantasy. So I'm all in for him on, in Dynasty, just bad landing spot for redraft. And my final guy for worst landing spots is Tyler Beatty. I was a big Tyler Beatty fan. He was my running back three in this class. I thought he should have gone in the third round over guys like Rashad White, over guys like James Cook, over guys like Brian Robinson. Got a hate my commanders for drafting Brian Robinson in the third round. That was a six-round talent at running back, and they really drafted him to be a goal line back. Anyways, enough of Brian Robinson. Um, yeah, Tyler Beatty, the running back three in the class. I think he should have gotten a lot higher than the sixth round. Um, he got drafted by the Ravens, and obviously he's probably going to start out as a running back three on the depth chart because you're going to have J.K. Dalmans at running back one and Gus Edwards at running back two, both of them coming off torn ACLs. Um, so maybe at some point in his career he can work up the depth chart and be the running back two to J.K. Dalmans, but I don't think he'll ever be able to. He definitely won't be able to overcome J.K. Dalmans at any point. And so maybe after this year he can be the running back two. Maybe that's the Ravens' plans for him. But for right now... For redraft, bad landing spot. He's not going to get any playtime, really. He might get some snaps here and there. But for Dynasty, if you want to take a shot at him in a later round, like third round, I'm cool for that. I'm probably going to do that in some of my Dynasty drafts because I'm a huge fan of Tyler Beatty's talent. So if he can work up to be the running back too as soon as next year or even two years from now, you're looking at a decent Dynasty asset. He'll be the J.K. Dobbins handcuff and we'll probably get... A decent amount of snaps so if you want to take a shot at him in dynasty i'm all for that as i'm a huge fan of his talent but yeah so that's going to do it for the draft winners and losers and the best landing spots and worst landing spots for rookies um i'll tell you guys some of my plans for the fantasy football episodes um i'm going to be statting out um all the players starting this week so i'm not really sure what next week is going to have but i'm I'm thinking it's going to be quarterback rankings next week because I'm going to start out with starting quarterbacks, obviously. So, but yeah, next fantasy football episode will be next week, and I'm thinking it will be quarterback rankings. And I'm looking to at some point getting a website up for a podcast, and I'm going to probably put all the rankings up on that website once that comes up. And you guys obviously don't know me, but if you do know me, you know I'm a huge dynasty fantasy football player. I've gotten pretty good at it, and I love it. So I'm a huge Dynasty fan, so you're going to be hearing a lot of Dynasty stuff on this Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm going to be talking about Redraft 2, obviously, because that's the main Fantasy option, but I'm going to be talking a lot of Dynasty because of how big of a fan I am of Dynasty. So stay tuned for Redraft, stay tuned for Dynasty, and stay looking out for that website because I will get my rankings up, and I'll probably put up Dynasty rankings up as well on that website and i'll talk about my dynasty rankings at some point this summer because it's a long summer until the football season starts so i'll get into my dynasty rankings so i will be talking a lot about dynasty but that's gonna do it for this fantasy football episode first episode pilot of fantasy football 
branch of the Sports Culture Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Official TSC Pod. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.